I've been carrying a bunch of money around my wallet. Like I've had, I've had like six hundred bucks in my wallet for the last like year, just because I haven't year? had a chance to spend okay. it. Yeah, just well, I like, can help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna tell you what. Send me six hundred bucks. I'll, I'll spend it for you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Clever Kids Podcast. This is a weekly podcast where three brothers take a topic from popular culture and dive in too deep, nitpick, and tear it apart. Uh, this week, we are doing the uh, long-awaited and begged-for Snyder Cut, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to title this episode. Do I title it Snyder Cut or do I title Snyder it Zack Snyder's Justice yeah. League? Snyder Cut slash Justice League. Well, Justice that cut. voice there is uh, my co-host Brian. Hello, doing, Brian. I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking. And uh, my other co-host and brother, Jeff. Hey, what's up, you? guys? I'm I'm a little tired. <laughs> uh, it's been okay. a long week for me. All right, and uh, my name's Tyler. I think I did not say that, but and, I'm... and how are you? Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how are this. you? I'm doing all right. I had a long week as well. All right, guys. Um, well, let's just dive right into the topic this week. Let's not uh, let's not gild any lilies or further any more adieus. Anyone? Anyone? Knight's Tale. Come on. Um, Snyder Cut. Um, what is the history of the Snyder Cut? Jeff, do you have do you have do you have an idea? Do you uh, want me to go in? Yeah. So Zack Snyder made the Justice League film, and. Uh, after putting, after finishing uh, filming and doing a, an initial stage of editing, I believe he uh, announced that he was taking a step away from the project and letting the studio finish because he had to deal with some personal issues. He revealed that his daughter had committed suicide before finishing production of the film. It was something that he and his family had kept secret, um, and he turned the the movie over to the studio to finish. The studio watched his first. Uh, edit and were I guess kind of appalled or, or not on board with it and so they hired Joss Whedon to come in and edit the film and Joss Whedon watched the film and said that he was uh, going to change a lot of things that in order to make the film up to his standards he wanted to bring the actors back and change a lot of things um, and Joss Whedon came back and made the film that was then released in theaters back in 2017 and a lot of people uh didn't like what Joss Whedon changed and, and were begging for a the darker uh, tone of uh, what Zack Snyder had originally promised. So let me stop you right there because Joss Whedon is Avengers, right? Correct. Yes. So is there any conspiracy about him like sabotaging from the inside? Because <laughs> it seems kind of weird that he can create Avengers to the level that it's at, but then he goes. But he had Avengers from League. the beginning. He had Avengers from the beginning. Plus, I mean, if right. you look at Avengers, there wasn't really anything that was um, drastic about it. It wasn't like he took a bunch of chances. Like Avengers is a good film, but it's it's a pretty standard film. It's not a lot of like like no one dies in the film. It's all of the characters doing their same character roles. Uh, Coulson honestly, dies. Okay, Coulson dies. Sure. Put respect on that man's name. But it's honestly my least and favorite interpretation of the Hulk ever. Um, Really? Like the, the the big reveal of the Hulk, I'm always angry, makes no fucking sense. I'm not I'm not gonna get into the Avengers here. It's it's not my favorite. Um, All right, tune in it, next week. We're doing a review. <laughs> <of the Avengers. laughs> it's it's a perfectly serviceable film, uh, but it wasn't 
a, I a disagree. Traumatic. I think that the reason that the Avengers works is because they already had so many f- movies where the characters were introduced, and so right. they didn't need to do any introductions. And yeah. in this movie, DC was like, "No, we're going to do all these character introductions in a two, hour- but we want the film, the film to be two hours." Yeah. And it's Absolutely. like, "Well, how the fuck?" And then like now well, we see we see the 2017 version where it's like, yeah. "Well, every character feels." introduced but rushed you know like we know who batman and wonder woman are and we know who superman is obviously but like who the fuck are these other people like when you when you watch yeah when you watch the film for the first time you get a very rushed introduction to the flash and you get an an even more rushed introduction to cyborg and it made me like not give a a hoot about those characters right and then it was too much we'll get into what happened this time around but with the avengers they, they already had those building blocks because Avengers wasn't the first Marvel movie everyone was watching. They had been right. watching these dudes for a while. So like that movie, I thought, and still think after a recent watch through of all those, um, was great because you literally are just taking the best things from each individual storyline and smashing it into this awesome mat- uh, superhero mashup. And I thought it was watertight to be completely honest with you i think the original avengers is one of the best ones in the whole yeah, collection i think it works really well and i think that joss whedon did a very good job of making that work i mean the, joss whedon has this whole other thing so i'm going to refrain from uh talking the man up too much but i actually really like a lot of his work like i like buffy the vampire slayer i like firefly I like the Avengers. I don't like Avengers Age of Ultron, but I think that that's more about the studio than it is about Joss Whedon. Speaking of the studio, on the Snyder Cut thing, apparently Zack Snyder was like, I need to take a break and be with my family because my daughter committed suicide. And they were like, yeah, 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 we agree. And then they were like, actually, why don't you just like stay home? We're actually going to have Joss Whedon finish the film. And he went and used about 10% of the, the, the footage that was shot that's and then crazy. reshot ninety percent of the film 90%. in his own way. Apparently, like it was that bad. Okay, so well, you heard he it just here didn't first. like Zack Snyder's way of doing things, right? I mean, sure. He it, the... Go that's going to happen when you're working on someone else's project, to where you're like, right. like if I'm like if someone asked me to go in and finish writing a paper, I'm probably going to go back through and change a bunch of stuff that was already written because it's not something that I would say. But exactly. at the same time. You heard it here first. It might, you know, I don't know. I haven't done any research on this. It might be in the bowels of Reddit somewhere. But I'm calling out Whedon Gate, the Whedon conspiracy. Whedon came through and sabotaged on behalf of Marvel, man. They threw him a, a side check to, to well, botch the Justice League. He left Marvel because he didn't like how much the studio was telling him how to make his movies. And so he quit working on the Avengers movies. That The job was his as long as he wanted it. And they were like, they were telling him what to do, and he was like, I don't want to do this. Right. So he right. left, and then DC grabbed him. Right. And That's the he cover was gonna, story. Well, He's he was going to sign. He's a double agent. He was going to write and direct a um, Batgirl movie. And then he, uh, I mean, all of this stuff came out about him being uh, potentially really, really, really problematic, allegedly really problematic. And so now he's been sort of fired from. Uh, DC, but he's a sleeper um, agent. That was Marvel's plan all along to get him into DC. Whedon Gate, hashtag Whedon Gate. That should be the title of this episode. We figured okay, it out, so, guys. We've done it. So wrestling this back onto topic, um, how did we feel about the 2017 version? Like at the time, does it, did it like Brian? I know you went and saw it twice 
in a row because you and I had plans to go see it together and you forgot. So you went yeah. and saw it the day <laughs> I before forgot about that. and then just yeah. didn't tell me. And yeah, then just when you went and saw it together, you're like, I'm going to be honest, man. I saw this last night. I was like, what? Yeah. So um, I remember watching it and not being super impressed with like my connection to the characters. I thought it, it's impossible to watch that movie without comparing it to Avengers, unfortunately, because it's what it is. It's the DC version of the Avengers. All those dudes in a superhero team up saving the world from some, you know, universal threat. But at the right. same time, I remember trying to come in with a completely blank slate opinion and not being like, okay, how does this dude stack up to, you know, how does Cyborg stack up to Iron Man, blah, blah, blah. I was trying not to. However, one, it's impossible. And two, it didn't stack up very well. Um, you know, I think the backstory thing was where they had their biggest pitfall. I, I like, I, I did not care about cyborg, you know, in the 2017 film, I thought his stuff was stupid. Uh, the flash, I, if I remember right, they introduced the whole thing with his dad for like 30 seconds, the situation with his dad. And then after that, he was just this little jokester that ran really fast and, you know, it was clumsy. And, yeah. Yeah. And it just like, and then they had these moments where, it felt like stuff was missing. And that's where me as a casual observer was like hearing the Snyder cut thing and being like, Oh, so they're just adding all the scenes that they, you know, that should have been there in the first place. Like Batman falling asleep at his computer. And then the flash appearing out of a time loop to yell at him about Lois Lane. I was like, what is that? And why did that have no bearing on the rest of the movie? And, you know, I think there were certain things like that, that like totally take you out of the action. The redeeming qualities were one, I absolutely loved how Superman was portrayed in the 2017 film. Like I just like I ate up that scene where they're all trying to restrain him after he's been resurrected. Like that was just like to me like made me so happy and I will say one thing that they touched on in the 2017 film to give that original version credit was something I, I picked up on again on this rewatch. It's uh kind of like the DC version of whether Hulk can pick up the hammer. You know, that whole, uh, the trope about, you know, whether he can lift Thor's hammer. Mm-hmm. The right. DC version feels to me, unless you guys can think of something that's a better comparison, is whether Superman is f- fast enough to keep up with the Flash. Yeah. And there's that moment where they're trying to restrain him and he's holding everybody by himself and all of a sudden Flash is running by him and he just slowly looks over at I him love- and I'm like... Oh really my god! Moment. Even yeah, in this rewatch, amazing. I was like, "Ah, oh, this is probably the best moment in the whole yeah, movie." Is when it's Flash so is good. like running around yeah. behind him, and then you just see Superman's eyes just like turn, and it's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, he can keep up with me!" Yeah, I loved that. Like, I ate yeah. that up, and on the rewatch, I was so glad that that was still a thing because I was like, "I totally forgot about this," and that is like straight up that moment from Marvel where you know Hulk goes to pick up the hammer and gets interrupted, and you're just like, "Can he pick it up or not?" I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. just. It felt like a good comparison, but otherwise the 2017 film felt like it was patched together, not perfectly. It felt like there were, you know, kind of leaks in the ship, whereas I've just referred to the Avengers as pretty watertight overall. Um, And that was just my opinion. I thought it was okay, but definitely was not up to the same standard. I got to say, without revealing anything about the Snyder Cut, some of the things, if you have the direct comparison to what Joss Whedon changed, didn't seem like they needed to be changed. Like... Um, I don't know. We'll get back into it later, but like I changed that, and I saw some of the things. Like there's the famous scenes where you could tell that Superman's lip had been animated because he was wearing a mustache <laughs> for the Mission Impossible, and everyone's like, "Why was this changed?" And it like seemed like yes, there must have been a crucial thing that happened in this scene instead. That Joss Whedon's like, "We need to film something else." And in those moments, I was looking for those scenes, and I was like, "Wait, that's what he changed? Like that's why? 
Like that was a waste of fucking time. Right. Um, and, and I'll get more into it later, but it just didn't sure. seem necessary. I agree. Uh, so how did you feel about 2017, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. It was uh, serviceable. I thought that uh, Joss Whedon kind of failed to inter- interject humor into it. Like, I, I think that he tried it a couple different times uh, to make, to, to add the same kind of brevity that Avengers has at times. And uh, like with Aquaman sitting on the lasso. I was going to say that was the, I actually liked that scene quite a lot in the 2017 version. I was kind of bummed that it wasn't in the new one. Cause I thought like, that, that was, he's like, honestly guys, I think we're going to die. Yeah. I like that when part. that scene happened, I was like, Whoa, that's so outside of Aquaman's character. And then he's sitting on the lasso and he's like, Oh, like that explains it. And I was like, okay, yeah. like, thank God that it wasn't just Aquaman, uh, doing Having that, panic but, attack. <laughs> yeah. but the fact that, uh, like I just, I guess it's it's true for for Zack Snyder's character as well. I'm I'm not a big fan of how they portrayed Barry Allen. I'm a big fan of the Flash in the comics, and both of them I don't think did Barry Allen justice. Yeah, um, I'm a, we we we'll get into that because I agree. Um, but so just to to move along here, 2017 for me was a big letdown. I I was pretty upset by it because if it's you know it's a Justice League movie, like getting all these characters together, like it should be an epic like experience and I should feel ecstatic while watching it. And I should feel that excitement that I felt watching uh, Avengers or watching um, the force awakens, even, you know, like a movie that just was like, Oh, this is just like being a kid again. Like, you know, it's really exciting. The the studio definitely missed some huge opportunities to get the same end game feeling of the slow build towards some epic moments and the right. fact that they rushed it into trying to compete with Marvel that had done the slow burn and they tried to just get their foot in the door first, I, I think was a, a horrible mistake. Right. And so that, yeah. So it was a big letdown for me in 2017. Now let's talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. All right. I wrote down a quick review um, and I'm going to read it out real quick. All right. This is written. This is not off the top of my head. So. No spoilers, right? No spoilers. Yeah. Spoiler free. Um, All right. Zack Snyder's Justice League is very much that. Zack Snyder's. If you're a fan of his movies, there's a lot to unpack and to be happy about. If you aren't a fan, well, I just assume that you didn't watch this movie, so move past that. Um, But let's be honest. He is style over substance at a level that other directors could only hope to possibly reach. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But is that what we want for DC comic book movies? In my opinion, no. Do I want more Zack Snyder DC movies? No. Uh, I'm glad he got to redo this, and I don't regret watching it, but this is not a good movie. And all of the publications calling it an absolute triumph or some of the best superhero filmmaking ever, that's just ridiculous. Uh, I think there are moments that are great, but the film is bloated, and it drags, it's overstuffed, Uh, It has some of the weirdest moments of character development that I've ever seen to the point that I'm not sure Zack Snyder is truly aware of what character development is. Uh, It's overly self-indulgent. It's bloated. It's long. It's epic and glorious. And it is, you know, again, it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, this is what he wanted. So there's my review. Who's next? I'll go. Uh, I mean, I was very excited for the film. Um, I, I had mentioned before that while it's extremely tragic what happened to his daughter, it's, it's uh, so sad. Um, the, there is a lot of artists or art artistry that we've seen that's come from like severe pain. 
and I was kind of morbidly curious to see what kind of creation he was going to leave behind in the wake of, you know, his daughter's death. If he was leaving that as kind of a monument to her, which the, the end, this isn't technically a spoiler, but the end of the film, it, it's dedicated to his daughter. Um, and I, I was curious. That's a spoiler. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the plot. Right. I don't think it's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was curious. I was morbidly curious to see what that, what someone Zack Snyder is a, is a very prolific filmmaker. In my opinion, he's made some incredible films. I love 300. I love Watchmen. Um, and I wanted to see what the, where this would take him with these characters. And uh, overall, I, th- I enjoyed the film more than I enjoyed the original. Um, I thought that there was a lot of ambiance and cinematography that was an extreme upgrade over the other of the over the original, but that. Uh, in order to move forward with a greater DC universe, you need to be able to tell a good story and include all of those things without it needing to be four hours long. Yep. Is that it? Is that it? That's, That's it. where you're at. All yep. right. Brian, what do you got? Um, I'll mainly echo some of those things. I would say I agree. Four hours was too long overall. Vast, vast, vast improvement over 2017 in the original version. It, was a film that helped me better understand what they were trying to accomplish. Um, I absolutely love some of the mechanics that we'll dive into a little bit later on. Although I do feel like some of the stylistic choices um, were weird in general between the 2017 version and this one, uh, the Snyder cut, excuse me. Um, However, in my opinion, a film much, much more worth my time. Sure. Again, like I echoing that, like I like this much more than I like 2017, but still like it didn't improve the movie enough to the point that like, I'm probably never going to watch any of this again. Like I I don't, I believe the internet's calling it the justice league, Mm -hmm. uh, the 2017 version. I heard that. Yeah. Sounds, uh, that's dumb. I'm going to be honest. Them. <laughs> all right uh that's all over we're done with non-spoiler stuff we're gonna get into spoilers from here so if you haven't watched uh zack snyder's justice league uh you know carve four hours out of your day and you know what is what were you saying last week put leave the baby in the crib put your phone in the river and sit down and watch it all right sit down and watch it all right first note i want to bring up did you guys watch it in the four three aspect ratio or did you guys change the aspect ratio on your TV so that it would be widescreen? I just did, pressed Do you guys even know what I'm talking about? Nope. It, I just pressed there was play a little, on, oh. on HBO Max. I watched it so on my you, phone at work. <laughs> <laughs> did you really? I kept having to like block with my shoulder every time uh, Steppenwolf cut somebody in half. But, you know, otherwise it was cool. Oh, and Superman shirtless scene, I was kind of hunched over my phone too. It was not great. That's, not great. That's very funny. Um so when you, <laughs> I hope your coworkers aren't listening. If your boss is going to be like, "Hey Brian, I checked out that podcast no. of yours." <laughs> no, I don't tell him about that. Um, when you press play on it on HBO Max, it says uh, this film is going to be presented in a four-three aspect ratio to preserve the original uh, intentions of the filmmaker. Uh, so when you watch it on your TV, it's sort of in like a square format. It's got the black lines on the sides of it, and it makes it square, which this is it's i mean that lends itself to what i was saying about Zack snyder it's him uh being really overindulged overly self-indulgent he's like oh 
It has to be in this aspect. Come on, Zach. Come on. Just put it in a widescreen. We're all watching this at home. Like, we all have widescreen TVs. You're being a dick about it. Um, another note from the prologue. Uh, prologue just kind of gives us a weird... So, wait. Real quick. Superman's yell and death awoke the mother boxes? What is that? Did anyone yeah. else think that was really fucking weird? I don't that's, remember that in 2017. That's the, first, that? that's the first note that I have as well. Um, what is that? Which, so they, it's interesting though, because in the 2017, I didn't even realize it, but what did awake the mother boxes? They just Did they specifically the say that his yell woke it up? I thought yes. they just said that the boxes were afraid of him and that while he was alive, they weren't willing to. They, I mean, they clearly show his yells echoing across the world and then activating yeah. the mother boxes. <laughs> they, I mean, that is so clear. That is the first five minutes of the film so, is hearing his yell over and over and over again. So every other time he's yelled. Every other time he's yelled, the boxes have been like, oh, wait, oh, no, no, he's still alive. He's still <laughs> nope, he just stubbed his toe. Just yeah. stubbed his toe. Yeah, he's just uh-huh. got a painful that one, one coming That out. one was an <laughs> orgasm. That one was yeah. an orgasm. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. um, one. No, no, he's still alive. Next note from the prologue was the weird uh, uh, um, reshot moment of Jesse Eisenberg in the, in the water. Yeah. Did you guys see it? He wasn't, it was like green screen. It was like a really poor Photoshop blend of him in the water. So it looked like shit. It wasn't really, he wasn't really sitting in the water. They just like edited him back into it. It looked really, like it took me out of the movie immediately. I was like, wow, that's really, I didn't, I didn't notice. Yeah, that that looks bad. Well, if you're watching it on your phone, I guess it probably looks great because so small, but maybe everyone should have done that. Because I'm going to comment on the special effects in this a lot. I think you're not going to notice the issues if you're on your phone. Hey, I had some stuff down for special effects. All right, I, Nothing goes over my head. I'm too fast. All right. uh, any, anybody else got um, anything else on the prologue there? Yeah, I mean, I, I'll touch on Cyborg just having a mother box in his closet in another time. But that, I, I just watched that. It was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? That but but uh, that, that'll come up later when we talk about Side of the Stone. Um yeah, Superman screams very, very. Like, I thought it was irritating how how often they re- like if you just had the screams and then just followed the shockwave without having to hear him scream over and over again, it was it like pulled me out of the film for a second. But yeah, the fact that his screams and then they later were like, oh well, his death, the mother boxes were afraid of him. I thought that was dumb as shit. Um, so it's literally the first part, of the first scene of the movie, and it already is one of the things that I had the biggest issue with this movie was that. Zack Snyder literally just like lingered on everything for way too long. Like every scene could have been, could have had like a solid 30 seconds cut off of it. And it would have told the, like I would have had the exact same effect. They do it with this. They do it later with the flash scene where he's looking at Iris and everything's in slow motion. I'm just like, are you fucking like, dude, just fucking move. I'm sick of looking at this. Like, I mean, I appreciate going. I appreciated the flash thing since he's in slow time. I appreciated that more than the girl sniffing Aquaman's sweater. Um, yeah. What? Like the it, Icelandic it, song. We're moving on to Iceland. Let's just go right into Iceland. Like, <laughs> no, we're, we're going too fast here. Hold on. I have a note here that says way too much slow-mo. Yeah. That's literally like, dude. So it, in a two hour Zack Snyder movie, you 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 feel like there's too much slow mo, but it's a two hour movie. This is a four four hours of slow motion. Yeah, like I, the, the scene that like mind. I think I the scene I finally jotted it down on because at first I was like, okay, he's just doing this cool thing with the high def, like you know, cool action shot, you know, whatever. But the scene where it finally stuck with me was when it showed Wonder Woman jumping up out of the building and throwing the bomb up into the air, and it just takes her like. That scene lasts like a full 60 seconds of her like rising up into the sky 
releasing the bomb and as it's traveling away from her it goes slower and slower and then all of a sudden there's even a moment where it's like a good like 10 seconds of her just like stuck Pause. in the air like this and i'm like why am i still watching this yeah like just show Which, her jump up throw I, the bomb in the air i think it's comical when you compare that to how fast she moves in the rest of the sequence too because she shows up and she just does work on those guys and i'm like i love like, it i love it i love it and then it's her like floating in slow motion like peter uh, pan for 10 seconds yeah and i'm like what did that like is anyone watching that going whoa no like let's go dude like I'm, i've got yeah. stuff to watch here that's i'm that at was, work i gotta cover my phone <laughs> that's literally like that's the this movie would have been three hours if he just cut a couple seconds of every slow-mo scene like there is a moment where we have the cyborg football scene where the slow-mo gets so slow that it's literally just a picture on the screen like it's just they're not moving it's just yeah. frozen yeah and i was seriously. like why 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 is yeah, this in this so, movie zach like so I, like, much slow-mo it's a great shot it's a great shot but that's too much like if that's your one moment of slow-mo okay great i'm okay with it but that's three hours into the movie and i've watched you do that with every fucking action scene and i'm oh, like i'm so sick of it like get over yourself yeah dude. i understand where the flash it's necessary because you right. can't portray him otherwise i get that Everywhere else, it didn't really seem like it added a whole lot. Like, I would almost prefer having a scene that almost goes by me too quick. And I'm just like, whoa, superheroes doing super shit, you know? Instead of this thing where he goes, goes, do, and all of a sudden I'm looking at every pore on Wonder Woman's face in a 30-second shot that doesn't add any kind of anything to the scene. Yeah. So It just seemed like way too much there. And I, I think that was feeling, an issue in the first one, too. Yeah, it is. It's just an issue in all of his movies, really. Like, 300... And Watchmen, like it looked really cool when they did some of the slow mo. And then I think that now he, I'm over it. <laughs> now, well, I think he just has gotten to the point where now it's like he leans on it too much. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's like his now thing. his what's, trait. What's I, the dude with the uh, what's the dude with the explosions? Michael Bay. Yeah, so it's like it's like his Michael Bay thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> He's just it a slow mo. One of my one of my biggest problems was Zack Snyder. Uh, honestly, I know it's a moot point for you guys, but like after watching like the Watchmen or Three Hundred and how accurately he portrayed those comic books i don't know what the fuck his problem is with with getting people's hair color right uh in the dc universe but like he just does not give a fuck like lois lane having red hair i was like okay that's weird barry allen have a black hair sure aquaman being samoan like dude, like you just don't want to portray anyone correctly um i think it's fine that dude aquaman, aquaman that's the one i got sure aquaman being, i'm cool with uh, aquaman being blonde fine. hair blue it, eyes he's better than having another white guy I agree. As a superhero, I, I Aquaman's be... the only improvement there, though. Like, Lois Lane having red hair adds nothing to the story. Barry Allen having black hair adds nothing to the story. Like, just give them their comic-accurate portrayals and stop fucking around. Yeah, but but to be honest with you, man, you have to have... In, in 2021, you can't just have a bunch of white male superheroes sure. I'm not talking team. about Aquaman. I'm saying if Aquaman... Aquaman's fine as Jason Momoa. I'm not saying cast uh, Chance Crawford or something. Like, I, I Chase? leave Chase, I was Chase referring Crawford. To... I was referring to the Flash. I, oh, I, like, I think I, I think, think we can all he agree. comes off. He's a white guy, but at yeah. the same time, his dark hair gives him something a little different than just having another Captain America prototype. There's no blonde-haired people in this film. It's not like you're just going to have a bunch of neo-Nazis. Like he, if he's well, the only blonde-haired person. Well, it's not exactly in right now. <laughs> I think we can all agree that the Flash should have been Ryan Reynolds, and we can just move on, right? <laughs> we all feel that way. No, not anymore. I used to feel that way. <laughs> I used to feel that way strongly, but to be honest with you. 
He's he's so good as as Deadpool, and I, I honestly think he's too buff to be the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> now he is for sure. But yeah. He would have been a really good Flash. I like used to be so convinced of that. Yeah, yeah, I used to be so convinced, but now I look at it and I'm like, nah. I kind of I think they needed to go with like a Stringer, you know, okay. person, and let's, I think Ryan Reynolds is too too good as Deadpool. Let's move to let's move on to talk about the movie. Uh, part one is called "Don't Count on It, Batman." We we are in Iceland. We've seen this scene. Batman's on a horse or Bruce Wayne's on a horse and he travels to a remote fishing village in Iceland uh, that you can't get to in the winter, which is a weird. I don't know if that exists in Iceland. When I was there in the middle of winter, you could pretty much get everywhere. So I, mean, I don't know yeah. what that was. I mean, about, they explained but... that there was a storm that had grounded helicopters for six days, that his intention was to fly, but that in that specific instance, he couldn't. Okay. But... That makes sense. Um, that being said, uh, what what did we think what did we think about this first bit like it's it we get the bruce wayne trying to talk to aquaman i mean okay i thought this was a weird story inclusion where jason momoa is translating for him and then bruce wayne shows that he also speaks icelandic but did bruce wayne like how would bruce how does jason momoa think that bruce wayne's not going to pick up on the fact that he's the only person there who doesn't have an accent like he's the only person there who has an American oh, accent. He stands out like a sore thumb in that room. Yeah, it's like also you're brown, dude. Yeah, you got, <laughs> got so white eyes. Like no yeah. one like, you're clearly the fucking foreigner here. You look like but a yeah, guy dude, that spends you half your time in the ocean. Like Batman yeah. Batman shows up on that horse and he just like takes the reins and just drops them as if that horse isn't gonna just walk away. Um, oh no, this horse is trained by me. <laughs> just, yeah, by Batman trained, trained that train horse horses. in about an hour. It's it's yeah. the bad horse. It's all mechanical. <laughs> exactly um that was pretty i didn't get like there's just things where it's like a suspension of disbelief level that i just don't know i don't get like i'm like that's a bit of a stretch even for me the person who argues for a suspension of disbelief in every episode of this podcast but i'll say i think aquaman probably had the weakest character development uh out of anyone in the in the in the film like he goes from like i'm not going to join your team i'm stronger alone and then he saves one dude who is drowning. And he's like, ah, I guess I'll go check on my family. Um, and Here's he another back. note. There's a lot of Jason Momoa taking his shirt off to swim in the water for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone else confused by that? I wonder if he read the script and was like, uh, in, in Iceland. Uh, okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, he goes into the water. And I seem to remember from the 2017 version, it shows him submerge. And then there's like this like torpedo like effect across the surface of the water where he's like zooming off at full speed. And I was like, oh, sick. He could swim. And that was them showing that he's, you know, got powers or whatever. They didn't have that shot of him swimming off. It was just Mm -hmm. this weird moment of the water being still and these women singing and sniffing his clothes. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, that song went for so long. Dude, it It was weird. It made me uncomfortable. I was like, this is so strange. Yeah, I I actually wrote a note. This is happening. I wrote a note down there saying, uh, weird Nordic singing, and then right afterwards I wrote weird music in general. And I actually made a couple of notes of when it happened during the movie that there was some yeah. strange music choices, dude. Why like, did I they did change not... Wonder Woman's theme? Like, why yeah. did they like they made it like this weird Greek sadness? Like when, when, they, when he left the bar, when Aquaman left the bar, there was a song playing that I was like, this is bizarre. Like, I don't. I kind of liked when they were playing like heavy metal rock or something like to kind of give him that edgy, you know, character like super metal. Is, yeah perfect clean cut superhero that has no flaws but then you got a guy like aquaman that's just swigging whiskey that he made some other guy pay for and he's like you know pinning batman up against a wall and he walks up to some heavy metal rocker like i dug that kind of thing but then they maybe did some weird music overlay when he walked out and it was 
it's weird, dude. I did not Maybe like it. Maybe the way we need to do this is break it down by character because this movie, like in the 2017 version, like we already talked about how everything was really rushed on like the character introductions. In this one, it is anything but rushed on the character introductions. Each character basically gets their own like short film in this movie. If you really yeah. think about it, like I'm, Aquaman with all of character. his interaction. What? Yeah, I say we talk about it by character. Okay, so let's just keep going with the Aquaman stuff then. Why does Aquaman litter the ocean in this movie over and over and over again? Like, he is not – like, in the comics, he's basically like an eco-warrior. You know what I mean? He's constantly, like, throwing trash out of the sea and, like, getting mad at surface world people for killing whales and shit. And in this movie, he just straight up, like – throws a bottle of whiskey in the ocean and then takes his shirt off and throws that in the ocean and then like leaves his sweater and his jacket right on the edge of the water. And it's just, (laughs) why are you doing that Aquaman? Just fucking throw your clothes away in a trash can or something or give them to that chick. That's like weird and sniffing yourself. Yeah. Is really into your scent Uh, on that Icelandic song? I literally wrote, this is a weird song. And then I wrote, why is this song so long? Because they literally play like a whole song of these women just sing. I was like, I don't. I was weird, okay. Weird, weird, weird. I was okay with the song until they did the close up on her teeth, and then I was like, "All right, this is getting weird." Okay, that's me. Yeah. Icelandic people don't have dentists. Okay, they don't believe in it's it. not it a still, single dentist. It sounds it like a really a weird, good business opportunity. It was a weird directorial choice to to highlight it. I was point. kidding. If we have any listeners in Iceland, you guys were all very nice to me when I was there, and I really appreciated it. And you're planning uh, to go back one day. So sticking with Aquaman. Um, the next time we see him, he's uh, he runs into Volko, mm-hmm. which is a way better, like a way cooler version of uh, Willem Dafoe's character with the long hair and the armor and shit. I was like, oh, I'm into this. This is sick. Like, I wish this made its way into the James Wan movie. Like, I'm liking it a lot. Um, I thought it was interesting that they were all British in this version because if you watch this and then watch aquaman it's like none of the people like amber heard has this really 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 bad british accent in this movie in the Zack snyder version and uh that did not make its way into the james Wan. i I distinctly remember not liking amber heard's acting in the in the original justice league or in the aquaman film and i didn't hate it in this one and i was like i wonder i thought thought it was 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 subdued yeah i wonder if they forced her if the american accent just threw her off um, a big th- a big uh, theme in this movie was uh, parents and their children. I don't know if you guys noticed that. You have the you have uh, Connie Nielsen's uh, Hippolyta and Wonder Woman, and she says, "Return to me, Diana." You have, um, uh, I mean, literally every character. It's like, you know, you have Clark Kent's mom. You have and like the the scene where he has it with you know his both his dads talking to him and his memories. Um, Bruce Wayne talking about his parents. You have the Flash talking to his dad about his mom. You have right. Cyborg talking to his dad about his mom. You have Aquaman being mad about his mom, and it's just like everybody. It's all about parents, and like I thought that was that, interesting. Does that surprise you though? I mean, I that's kind of what I expected going into this, given you know the director's personal life at the time. Sure. Well, you I know, that's just a DC like, thing from Batman v Superman too. Like uh, yeah, the, the big like resolution was that their moms had that. the same first name. <laughs> I think it's more of a carryover from Batman v Superman that just happens to have particular resonance based yeah. on and and life. the Superman movie originally and Batman's just backstory is all about his you know, his parents dying turned him into a superhero and Superman it like his original uh, original movie was you know Kevin uh, Costner and Russell Crowe's influence on him and 
you know, blah, blah, blah. And they had, yeah. And anyway, I think that yeah. that's just a DC thing. I think it's his, I think it's Zack Snyder's thing specifically with DC is he, he thinks that each character specifically has a lot to do with their parents, which I don't hate. I just didn't like the way that they did it in this, in this movie at all. Um, do we have more to say about Aquaman, about Aquaman's role? Like he has the weakest of all the introductions because his movie was coming out next. You right. know what I mean? Like it was in development. So I think they were just introducing some themes and then they just, you know, they went ahead with him. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Do we want to move on to the next character? Sure. Uh, who do we want to talk about next? Wonder Woman? Sure. I mean, Wonder Woman, again, doesn't have a lot to do. Um, her introduction scene with the the uh, criminals who are taking over that bank, I guess. Is it a bank? Where yeah, are they? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. They're in a room. That was, that was weird. Yeah. What was that place, first of all? Second of all... I thought it was a bank and then there were just like a, there was a field trip. <laughs> I was like, who takes a field trip to a bank? This can't be a bank. I don't know what this is. And then, then the plan also, was like, to just blow up like four city blocks, which I was like, why did you make a big spectacle to blow up four city blocks when blowing which up? Which was going to send us back to the stone age. How? Like yeah. what? It was like, I don't very, understand. I mean, the biggest problem I had with that scene was the ending. Like Wonder Woman sits and watches uh, Bolton reload and then her response, instead of using her super speed to go over and just fucking kick him in the chest, is to create an explosion of her own to blow up the fucking side of the building. Which like, was what, what a, she was avoiding. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, what a fucking choice for a superhero. I'm just going to cost an extra million dollars of property oh. damage here. <laughs> also, after watching Wonder Woman 1984 and the great pain she takes to not kill any of the people in that uh, that mall heist scene... And then to see her just like picking dudes up and throwing them <laughs> against a wall and seeing the blood splatter on the wall, I was like, "Wow, this is violent." This I'm not gonna lie, I, I so loved much it. more violent. <laughs> yeah. I fucking loved it. I was like, "Yes, kill them all." <laughs> yeah, I thought that was very funny. I really thought that was funny. I was like, "Wow, she really is killing every single one of these guys." I mean, the concept um, of of superheroes not killing bad guys is kind of a little like ridiculous, especially like Captain America or something. Because he's a soldier who used to shoot oh, he people in the face. kills everybody in those movies. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just like, people are definitely, these people are definitely dead. Like, <laughs> Dr. Fishy. The, the Avengers do not shy away from killing people at all. I don't know. Like, every single one of, like, Hawkeye literally is shooting people with arrows. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these people are not living through this. Like, they are literally murdering people. It's just DC has this weird hang up in their movies. And, like, I get Batman and Superman don't kill or whatever, but also, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not as worried about that as other people. Um, yeah, I, I, there's not a lot to say about Wonder Woman either because we'd already seen her movie, so she doesn't get as much uh, character development either. Um, but the Amazons do get a lot of play in this version. Uh, how did you guys feel about the Amazon mother box scene? I, I liked it. I thought it was an improvement over the original. I liked that they showed how hard they were willing to fight for it. Um I thought it was weird that they showed that the parademons were on the same like level as the Amazonians. Like, like I thought they all had super strength. I thought that Diana, Diana was just the best of them, but they were getting worked. And I was like, this is kind of lame. And then they like do the all biggest... have super strength, but and they are, and Diana is just the best of them. But apparently the parademons are at their level, but Batman is also at their level. Yeah. I don't. It there was some weirdness that, going that Batman on. Batman <laughs> would even stand a chance if the Parademons could take on the Amazonians. Yeah, this is a thing that I was trying to avoid talking about, but I, I'll get into it then. 
if you were to make a scale, right, with Superman being at the top of that scale in terms of just pure power and strength, where do you rank everyone going down? Where does everyone fit on that in terms of their just absolute ability to, to go hand to hand with each other? I like I just it gets confusing in this movie because you watch Batman getting bodied by one of those parademons at one point. He's just throwing him around. Um, you you know you, you can take a lot from the scene where they're trying to restrain Superman. You know about which ones are holding up. Like Wonder Woman, like headbutts him straight up and it affects him, right? But at the same time, then he freaking plants her into the ground like a you know I don't know turnip. But like I, I guess that Amazon scene like made me question a lot too. Like I I just don't understand where their super strength comes from. I thought Diana was the only one with like the old god blood in her and. You know, and then you see them doing this crazy stuff that I'm like, is it just super training? You know, well, is that like the argument of that? to be like the ultimate warriors. Diana is just the one that was birthed by Zeus of all of them. Right. How did you guys react to the appearance of the Greek gods? What about it? I mean, they were in the 2017 version as well. Were they? I, I thought remember. that David Very looked insane. <laughs> that head? Who did? David Thule, uh, Lupin. Um, oh, the guy yeah. who played Ares I didn't even notice Wonder him Wonder in Woman this movie. one. Oh, they just photoshopped his head onto a CGI body, and it looks. Was he insane. the one with the axe that like hit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't yeah. even notice that it was him. He had that's Ares. On. Yeah, it was Ares and Zeus fighting together, and they photoshopped his face on it. And it looked like it looked horrible. It, he had like a balloon head. It looked like a. It, I don't. It blew my mind. <laughs> I, I, I looked to see if I recognized it. the actor, and I didn't even recognize him. So yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't catch that. But I will say the first movie. They very briefly show like Zeus throwing a lightning bolt to break up the box. In this movie, they show a little bit more of those guys being involved. I, I kind of dug it, but it, it, oops, sorry, my watch is talking to me. Uh, I kind of dug it, but at the same time, I just I don't know. I it it felt wanting in a way. I, I was excited about the prospect, and then it kind of just felt like it fell short a little bit. It just looked weird. Like Zeus had these like greased up abs. <laughs> right and like i thought that was weird too like and i was like i'm sure that it was in the same shot in 2017 (laughs) i just don't remember noticing that you know he just looked like somebody had oiled him up before the fight like (laughs) i don't know yeah i didn't get i just this is this is really like the pitfall like the Zack snyder okay i'm gonna jump into it what what are the best movies that Zack snyder's made 300 and watchmen yeah why are those good their direct interpretations of the graphic novels. Yeah, there's someone else's already proven property. Zack Snyder, when left to his own devices, does not make good movies. I got it. Like, he's his shit gets so insane. Like, what he did. Like, the only reason that Man of Steel is a good movie is because Christopher Nolan was had a hand in the script. Like, he literally like he needs to have someone reining him in on the story developments because what he does is just insane like it's just it's so overbloated and dude yeah i like Zack snyder a lot i like him a lot but what he did in this movie like blew my mind (laughs) i was like what is happening what is this world that you're creating what are you doing with these characters he okay i'm just gonna jump into something that i was gonna say for the end but he says this is what he said that was going to happen for Justice League 2. Oh, I mean, yeah. they, they clearly set up. it up. Did you read this? Uh, read yeah, this? I read Justice League Did 2 you... and 3 out of like a five-part quintology. He was get... Oh, my God. It's <laughs> Wait, what? This was supposed to be one of five? It was supposed... no, This so film was supposed with to be Man one of, of three. Steel. Man of Steel, 
then Batman v Superman, then Justice League 1, then Justice League Part 2, and then Justice League Part 3. Justice League Part 2 was going to be this. It's the This is a direct quote, by the way. It's the fall of Earth when Superman succumbs to anti-life, and then sending flashback in time to change one element so that doesn't happen, and then the big battle where we beat him. When the villain, Darkseid, comes to Earth in the movie that you'll never see, the armies of Earth all unite again as they did before. This time, there would be aircraft carriers and special forces guys. All the armies of the world would come together, as well as Aquaman's fellow Atlantean, uh, Atlanteans rising out of the ocean, and Themyscirians, Wonder Woman's compatriots, coming off their island. That was our big finale, but it's a long drum roll and a guitar solo to get there. I so badly am, I'm, or I'm like so happy that that's not coming. Yeah, I it, don't want that movie. It that sounds, sounds like a, dumb. It sounds like a discount version of Endgame where the Wakandans are coming out and the, you know, whatever other forces are coming out and everyone's running out to go beat Thanos' forces. It sounds like the same thing, but just not as good. But special forces, aircraft, like I don't want any of that. I, that sounds so dumb. I'm sorry, Zack Snyder, but I'm really glad that you don't get to I finish mean, you, this trilogy. You, you glanced over the subplot of Bruce Wayne impregnating Lois Lane. and Of what? Uh, yeah, I did yeah. not read that. Oh, yeah. That was his plan. Was then, And the studio said, fuck no. They wanted Bruce, Lane, Bruce Wayne to see Lois Lane as his escape from being Batman and uh, impregnate her while Superman was dead and drive a rift between them. And then I don't understand how does giving knocking her up make him not Batman anymore. Well, he, he sees he sees Batman would see Lois Lane as his escape from being Batman. So he's like he falls in love with her and settled down with her. He falls in love with her exactly. It's, so they're gonna Pearl Harbor this shit. That movie, yeah. that everybody which also has been Affleck. Loves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's very funny. I didn't even <laughs> picture that. But Although yeah. he's the guy that's getting the woman this time. Yeah, at least he's not. Getting well, fucked. no, because Superman would then come back. And I don't know. It was it was a and murder. Yeah, which is what Ben Affleck does in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> that's I'm sorry, bizarre, and I don't want to spend any more of my brain power on it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that they're not making it. I mean, this is what happens when Zack Snyder doesn't have something that he's working off of. I don't know why they wouldn't just take one of the more popular Justice League stories and do an adaptation of that. Instead, they did like this weird version where Zack Snyder just got to choose characters and make new things for them to do. And I. I didn't get that. So I, I'm okay with moving on from the Amazons. I didn't really like this version of the scene, but it wasn't that different from the original. Um, I, I will say I enjoyed the Greek gods. I thought that was an enjoyable part of the film. I, I liked that part. Oh, well, why is that? I mean, if that was the longest moment of exposition. It was like 15 minutes of Wonder Woman telling a story. It was crazy. That was yeah. too much. Yep. I did uh, not like that. I didn't think it needed to be as long as it did. Like, I didn't think that the Green Lantern thing added as much. I mean, from what I've heard, that he really pushed the studios to get Jon Stewart to be the reveal at the end of the film, but was denied. And so then he did the whole Martian Manhunter, but he has, he was trying to force the studio's hand, and that's why he introduced the Green Lantern at that point in the film, was to show the Green Lantern at the end of the film. But then it would have been the question of where the fuck was Jon Stewart an hour ago? Um, where the fuck was Martian Manhunter? Yeah. Why didn't he join in the final fight? Uh, yeah. He just like shows up. He's like, I'm glad you guys made a team. I'll, I'll be hey, a part of it. Good job, guys. Yeah. You are yeah. worthy. Um, yeah. I don't know. Super annoying. I, I was just kind of perplexed at the at the choice of having all of the Amazonians and um, Atlanteans just staring at the mother box for thousands of years. I'm like, what's, what, yeah. what do you do? Oh, I just Whoa. stand in this room with 50 other warriors and wait for that box to move. 
I really love the scene where they're showing like the Atlanteans doing like some crazy like machine that's underwater and it's like spinning and and then the Amazons have some crazy machine and like they have these rooms where everybody's protecting them for thousands of years and then the humans are like uh do you think this hole is deep enough it's like five feet (laughs) that's all they did it was i was i blew my mind i could not believe it the the earth box was the one that lasted the longest so yeah which is crazy (laughs) i don't know how that's possible but just bury it and forget about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's probably good right you don't think they could like see through five feet of dirt to find it yeah, Mother Box's yeah. thing felt weird. It felt like the AllSpark from Transformers, kind of. Well, it, it felt more like the Tesseract to me, with the whole fact of the Nazis finding it and the American government recovering it. And I was just like, this is the motherfucking Tesseract. These motherfuckers. They just thought, made it three of thought, them. <laughs> they thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So let, maybe maybe now would be a good time to throw some positives out there. I feel like we're spiraling down. I was going to say, hate, Cyborg. Hate you well. guys want to move into Cyborg? Sure. Sure. I mean. I, I he had overall, the best story in the movie. I thought, yeah. I mean, it, a lot of his scenes were just visually stunning. Like that football scene. While I while I did write down that Zack Snyder should never make a, a sports film. Um, oh my god, it'd be so slow. It'd but so I did, I did love the cinematography of it. Like the snowfall, yeah, it, I mean, it was it was gorgeous. Um, yeah, his character development was as a was easily the biggest improvement over the the older film. To the point that I wish that this would have just been a cyborg movie. Like sure. I wish that Zack Snyder would have just been given a cyborg movie because what he like he clearly really liked this character, and um, I think that it was an opportunity for him to kind of uh, you know really dig into the fathers and sons dynamic or like parents and their children dynamic that he's clearly obsessed with right now. Um, and I I really liked this version. Like cyborg in the original movie was boring. Like he didn't really do a lot. Um, you know, we're not going to really comment on it, but apparently Ray Fisher really felt like he was really abused on the set. Um, but you know, he, he was really kicked to the sidelines and seemed pointless in that movie. And to see what he is in this new version in Zack Snyder's vision of it, uh, it was, I thought it was really good. I, I really liked it. I really connected to the, you know, fathers being, or sons being upset by their fathers and their decisions and, you know, not being happy with, you know your dad and your dad still loving you no matter what and yada 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 i liked all that a lot also cyborg's just like a cool character i think from the comics i've always thought he was pretty cool yeah Um, he was a limited character before they had the whole mother box merging back in 2011 like i think that was when they first decided that cyborg got his cyborg abilities from the mother box was with the new 52 i want to say um maybe i don't no, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was part of the Justice League War storyline, and I don't remember it being mentioned before then. Um, and that's when they replaced Martian Manhunter with Cyborg, if I recall correctly. Anyway, um, and he became a, a dramatic improvement at that point um, of a character, and I, I'm glad that they carried that into because honestly, it's a great story. Um, How did you feel about it, Brian? Um, I like his character a lot, to be completely honest with you. Um, I find him intriguing in some ways just based on what his character is. I mean, he's, it's literally like the question of, is this guy more human than machine? Like what is he and what drives his decision-making, right? Because you almost like want to compare him to somebody like Ultron and you see Ultron is just all about, you know, analytics and, you know, like there's no ambiguity with his decisions. There's no subjectivity. It's just very clearly defined robot decision-making 
even though he's pr- kind of presented presented as this AI, right? But oh. Cyborg is interesting in that he's still got human in him, and I, I would like I would have liked to have seen them play more with the character and like put him in more interesting decision scenarios where like you see him wrestling with you know logic versus emotion right? logic yeah. yeah exactly because it almost because of like what the he human is part was at odds with the robot part where it's like that yeah or the, and like you know the machine part where he and you i know, think superman shows up and he's scanning yeah. him and then the robot goes into self-defense mode and he can't stop it i i like have a note i have a note on that well I, I put cyborg's auto defense system question mark exclamation mark that guy can launch nukes at the drop of a thought and yet he can't turn off his own arm. <laughs> yeah. Ah, ah! And then he just shoots a missile at Superman. I'm like, well, cool. You're, you're dead. <laughs> like, yeah. Have fun with that. Like, why can't you turn that off? That seems bizarre to me. That well, and the fact that, that the system doesn't understand that Superman would eat that missile for breakfast. Right. You can't do the math on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like that's, that, that one seemed kind of weird to me that it was like, he's like, I'm not in control of my body. And I'm like, but you can control the entire world's networks. Right. And, and this is, thought this fucking extremely advanced technology is like, I know exactly how to fight Superman, hit him with a missile game yep. over. Boom. Let's blast him. That, see what happens. Stop it. Blow it up. Yeah. I mean, that my, my weird to me, I, I didn't really like, and I mentioned, I told, I told, I said, I would touch on this before, but Cyrus leaves that voice message saying like, I understand exactly everything that you're capable of. Somehow Cyrus understands everything that his son is capable of. And he's like, this is from me studying the mother box. I know everything you're going to be able to do. And I'm just going to keep this mother box sitting in my closet for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, in Cyborg makes a comment that he, he uses technology he didn't understand to bring him back. And like, it's like, I don't know. He sounded like he knew a lot about yeah. it. <laughs> Seems like he fucking gets it. Seemed pretty versed in what you're going to be able to do, my man. Yeah. I didn't get so, that So that was interesting. But, I, you know, just in general, my thoughts on Cyborg is I find him a, like one of the more depth characters. I find him intriguing. I think Aquaman felt kind of shallow in a sense of... Uh, you know, he's pissed at his parents' connection and his connection to the Atlanteans, and he's kind of a, you know, whatever, like emotional badass. But Cyborg, you know, his was interesting because he had this incredible life ahead of him, and his one big issue with his life was that his dad wasn't around because he was too engrossed in his in his work. And then, boom, all that stuff happens, and his dad reveals he has real emotions and real connection to him, and blah, saves him and gives him all these powers that kind of like test every part of what being a human is and i think it was it, it would be a really interesting depth character to go further into if they had kept it going yeah well unfortunately ray fisher has made it very clear that he has no plans on returning to the uh dc universe while uh hamada the guy who's in charge of warner brothers studios right now is in charge he's like i'm not coming back because this guy doesn't have the actor's best interests in mind it's a long story. I'm not going to jump back into it. During uh, Cyborg's story, though, we get to meet uh, Silas's right-hand man. Did anyone? Did you pick up on it before they they revealed who his last name? What his last name was, Jeff? No. Oh, his name is Ryan Choi. I wrote it down right here with the question mark. Uh, as soon as they said his name was Ryan and he was Asian, I was like, "Oh, that's the Adam. There he is. There's oh, the, is there's what." I didn't realize that. You didn't even realize that at the end when they said you're the director of nanotechnology? No. Oh, so it's uh, just a uh, DC Ant-Man? Yeah. The Atom is – well, so he starts – the original Atom is uh, is uh, Ray Palmer. Um, 
and now the, the you know then the legacy character is uh ryan Choi, and yeah he's just you know he's dc's version of ant-man uh, essentially and he has like even like the same sort of things like there's like another realm that he goes into i can't remember what it's called but it's like the microverse or something like that if i remember right right totally um, original totally original right well the the atom came first i think see in so. the same thing with dark side right dark side came in a few years before way thanos, right? before thanos <laughs> yeah it's kind of interesting but it's just so many like it's just we're buying the same product twice man like we are buying the same product twice they're all the same characters yeah i mean the vision is just superman but he can face through things instead of uh, let me challenge you guys here Let, let's stop for a second character. let's stop for a second He's can you anti- guys name someone from either company that it was completely original and has no parallel in the other universe. I mean, there's like minor characters. Like, I don't think Iron Fist. How about a major a character? I'm not worried one. about. Yeah, what major? We're talking about major characters. Sure. I mean, the, is there a X Men equivalent to the DC universe? Doom Patrol, which came first again. I mean, it's literally <laughs> almost an exact copy. I mean, Doom Patrol is a group of misfits that nobody likes. Um, who aren't really in control of their powers and they're led by a man in a wheelchair who uh, oh, kind of wow. uses them. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he can read your thoughts. And his <laughs> and name is... He can't read your thoughts, but his name he is, is a doctor. Swarls. No, his name is Niles. <laughs> Babier. Swar- Swarly. <laughs> Swarly. Yeah. So can you guys name anyone real quick before we get back to the movie? Um, I... Uh... What about the Hulk? Is there anyone like the Hulk in DC? Not really. What's his parallel? There's not really one. I mean, Spider-Man doesn't really have one either. Um, Can you guys believe that I'm the one that came up with it? That's awesome. All right. Anyway, let's get back to it. I'm the smartest. Anyway. um, Yeah. So Ryan (laughs) Choi shows up. I mean, I don't have much more to say about the cyborg stuff besides it's just way better. Like it's, it's better to have that character development in it. But again, the problem of this movie, which is the thing I was saying, is that it's overbloated because I was never going to go and see a. F- well, I would have, obviously, because I fucking did it now, but I didn't want to watch a four hour movie where you ex- like, like it should, the movie shouldn't have been four hours for me to connect to the characters. You know what I mean? Like, if they couldn't do it in two, then they were doing it wrong. And I think that that's what Warner Brothers was saying to Zack Snyder, which is why they gave it to Joss Whedon. They were like, dude, we don't want, like, we don't want to release this four hour epic. Like you have to cut it down and it has to make sense. And just, I think Joss Whedon tried and did the best that he could, but it just, you couldn't do it. You know what I mean? And yes, the true fans, the people who really love Zack Snyder and ride for him definitely would have done it and would have loved it. And they obviously did. Um, but it just seems, it just seems ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's, it's too much. Um, I thought, any other thoughts on Zack's or on uh, cyborg? I thought that cyborg's uh, helmet was kind of a, a weird choice i didn't really enjoy that look i, I guess you know. have to protect the human parts I, yeah i was kind of confused by it as well yeah because it I only didn't... really seemed to show up at certain points like only when he's flying um yeah i didn't get that either do 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 um all right do we want to talk about the flash our uh, the next character who had like the second best uh character introduction yeah, I mean, the only real addition that they added to it was, you know, the pet store scene, which yeah. I didn't really understand why he was applying to be a pet walker. 
Um, well, they they explain that he has four dead end jobs to try to pay for his tuition, so that's a fourth job he's adding to his to his life. Yeah, I don't know. I I just didn't really understand it as far as my knowledge of the character. I was like, why why are we wasting our time? Like, you know, is this something that we're gonna see in a future film? Is him yeah. walking dogs or some shit? I think I forgot to write this note down, but that is another scene with the weird music choice in like weird slow mo, like. The accident happens, and he runs out there, and there's some bizarre music playing that doesn't really feel like it fits. It's and then, really slow. And yeah, really and he just takes so song. much time to get her out of the thing. By the way, why are why are people weightless when he's moving fast? Well, what's yeah, what's uh, the mechanics of that? Like she literally is like light as a feather in that yeah. scene. He's like barely manipulating her, and she's just like responding to everything. And I'm like, does she not weigh what she weighs when he's moving quickly? I don't understand. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, as far as physics go, I think the terminology is inertia, which is your ability to resist change in motion, and it has to do with momentum giving a vector. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, that's that's all true, uh, and like the more speed that just, you carry, the more it... mass that you have. That's that's the theory of relativity, right? So maybe because his mass, I mean, that's where the infinite mass punch comes from, which is Flash's most powerful. Uh, so the faster he ability. moves, the stronger he is. Exactly. How does this? That's, or like okay. the more that, yeah, right. exactly. Cool. I mean, I'll, just, I think I'll that's, just accept that. Yeah, that's yeah. a fine answer. That's fine. That's better than most answers I get when I question stuff. So I mean, in uh, my head, in my head, when he's running around and he just uses his pointer finger and taps the sword back, in my head, I'm like, "You're moving so fast. Wouldn't your finger just go through the sword? Like, wouldn't you just like uh, cut your finger think, off? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you do it that way? It that's funny. Weird, but. I mean, yeah, why would you whatever. poke the it very cool. sharp tip plus, of that thing? That, plus, yeah. wouldn't that sword go flying past Diana, no matter how how lightly you touch it? Just, just impales her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. There's a lot there, but I'll accept that that as an answer and just move on. Suspend the disbelief. But yeah, that scene there was a, a ridiculous amount of slow mo. I mean, that was like Dude, a five minute shot of him saving her. Ten seconds. I counted it. Ten seconds where Barry is standing there, just staring into the eyes of Iris, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? Why am I still Why? watching this? Yeah, and it's I just think weird I music. read recently yeah. that Billy Crudup and Kiersey Clemens, who is the woman who plays Iris in this, have both dropped off of the Flash movie. So unfortunately, we lost both of the, both of them. Billy Crudup uh, wanted to mention that's Doctor Manhattan from the Watchmen movies. That's the guy who's playing or movie. That's the one who's playing Bill, uh, Barry's dad in this. Um, and I like him a lot. I think he's a really talented actor. Also, just so handsome i just think every time i see him in a movie i'm like god damn you're good looking he's also uh uh the son in big fish brian which you just recently watched right um anyway uh anything else about the flash i mean we also get some speed force explanations he talks about tapping into the speed force right we get some flash time reversal stuff when he brings superman back to life i thought that was interesting Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought it was an interesting concept. I liked that they touched on the fact that the Flash is technically faster than Superman, but that when he goes that fast, he breaks the laws of physics and shit starts getting weird. So, like, the Flash is always capable of moving extremely fast. He just chooses not to because bad things start to happen. Or, yeah, things that he's not necessarily in control of. Right. Um, okay, and uh, we have one final member of the Justice League that is Batman. There's not a lot to say about Batman, except for that. This is not the Batman that I want to ever see. Um, 
I don't like how much Batman uses guns in this move in either version of this movie. Um, I don't like that his whole thing is just getting into big robot machines and shooting things like that's fucking dumb. That's also just not what Batman is. Like he, I just, it's really frustrating to me. Um, the energy gauntlets was fucking stupid too. <laughs> I really did not like that at all. It really upset me that that was a thing. Um, yeah, overall, I think Batman was the character who gets the lead. Oh, we didn't talk about Superman yet, but I mean, I guess there's Brian talked about, and there's not really a lot to say about him either. Anyway, Batman just gets the least to do in this movie and is also the, like, I don't know. In my opinion, Batman is the best character in the Justice League, and I don't understand why they, like, sidelined him. I have always struggled with Batman fitting into the Justice League, and you're going to hate me for this, and we've talked about this a million times over the years, but I just, I don't understand how you can write into like and make it make sense that Batman is goes toe to toe combat wise with these super beings. Like I can the, I can answer this question. So the uh, one Batman does not go toe to toe with these super beings, and the other reason why he's in the Justice League is because they need someone to pay the bills. So we literally have a movie called on. Batman v Superman. So yes, he does go toe to toe with the most powerful person in the universe. He fights him one on one with a machine. Superman isn't fighting him though. Like Superman is just constantly trying to talk to him throughout the entire end of that film. Batman's just fucking hitting him and he's just like, I just want to talk. And Batman's like, cool, eat kryptonite. How about you just fly him up into the atmosphere? Like, (laughs) oh my God. So you're absolutely right. I I don't, I don't hate Batman. There's multiple points in that film where Superman could have just disabled Batman and he didn't. But I don't hate Batman. Okay. Just to be clear. I know it always comes off like I'm some Batman hater. It just, to me. Like, I want to see him pancake at bad guys, too. But when you have him in a super movie with super beings on a universal scale, a normal man, it doesn't make sense for him to go out right. there and start punching uh, Steppenwolf in the face. But his like, whole plan throughout the end of that film is to die, right? He's like, I assembled these groups of people that will continue to do work that I can no longer do. The, la- the last thing I can yeah. offer is my life. So he goes out to die and his team saves his life. The fact that he's still effective after that point is kind of lame. The fact that he uses guns, even though like Batman's literal number one rule is no guns, um, I agree, is is absolutely dumb. I just sure. think that there were there's a better way to show Batman pancaking parademon, parademons when he's sure. on that tower instead of like turning it into a cod fucking scenario. Like he doesn't need to be running around with guns. He has batarangs. He has the bombs. Like they show him when he does like this, his grappling gun and he does that roll and he throws the bombs onto them. You know what I mean? Like. Just do more of that shit. Have yeah. Batman do his Batman shit that we saw in Batman yep. v Superman. Dude, exactly. that warehouse scene is one of the best action scenes ever committed to film, in my opinion. And it's probably the best Batman action scene that we'll ever see. Like, I don't think that anyone will be able to do that the way that Zack Snyder did it. And that's what I wanted Zack Snyder to show us. And instead, he just did it. I'm sitting and in vehicles. The, so I got to be honest, the fight scenes in this movie were major letdown. They were so chaotic. Yeah. They're so hard to follow. I didn't get like Wonder Woman versus Steppenwolf was boring. Aquaman jumping in was fucking boring. Superman, once he shows up, is just fucking throwing people all over the place. He thrashes Steppenwolf like he doesn't deserve to be in the same room. Yeah, and it's just like, God damn it, dude. Like, what is this? So so Batman, like, I I look at the the, uh, Ben Affleck version specifically, and it's always kind of interesting to see how they address Batman because I think he has, like, vastly varying abilities depending on who's playing the character. This guy comes in as super burly. I mean, he is 
freaking ridiculously big when you see him in that suit. And I don't know if if a lot of it's supposed to be padding or what, but he is like thick, dude. THI CC so thick for Batman. In, in the- but at the same time, it makes him come off slow. Like I but I do agree with you that they had an opportunity there like to treat him like they do with uh, Natasha Romanov and Hawkeye where they're not really going against Loki straight up or Thanos straight up. They're more in the reg- regular battle against the Chitari and and exactly, whatever and dude. they're doing Why badass stuff but you don't have to question how could they punch Thanos and affect him because they they yeah. can't. How do you have right. how do you have a better action scene with Black Widow than you do with fucking Batman? Why are you giving Batman a gun? Like I don't get it. I just don't it's so frustrating to me that that's like you you literally reshot some of this movie Zack Snyder. Why not make the Batman stuff more Batman? Like why would you take Batman and give him a gun? That's not Batman. Yeah. It was so frustrating to me right. like the whole it's probably the reason I, I gave this movie such a bad review to be honest because <laughs> i love batman and what i saw on in batman v superman led me to believe that Zack snyder also loved batman but then watching justice league it was like maybe he doesn't like batman at all i don't know <laughs> yeah. maybe he hates batman what am i i don't know one of my favorite things from uh, batman v superman is uh in like the director's cut or something I, they did an interview with uh henry cavill afterwards and they asked him uh if you know, if he had any different opinions from being from making the film versus watching the film, and he said, "Well, he wasn't there for a lot of the scenes that they filmed with uh, Ben Affleck." And one of the things that he didn't know that they had incorporated in the film because it wasn't in the script was Ben Affleck's training regiment, which they filmed as if Batman himself was training for the fight with Superman. And he was like, "I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty intimidated for Superman when I saw that moment in the scene, that scene in the film, because it's intense." Dude, ben Affleck looks insane in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> when he's when he's doing the pull-ups and he's got the chain around his waist with like a fifty attached to it, and he's just fucking. Dude, he's I was like, huge. Damn, I was ben, looking at him in this one like, Jesus "How are you Christ. walking around, thick boy? Like, <laughs> dumb, dumb thick, dude. <laughs> dummy thick, fucking double caked up." Little Thanos um, daddy got a little Batman daddy, dude. <laughs> Bat daddy. Yeah, that is exactly what he was in this movie. He's dude, Bat I was daddy. like, what? Like, it was insane. I, like, he walks out with the scene that had struck me was when they, they walk in to, to confront Steppenwolf when he's questioning Cyborg's dad. They walk in and I'm like, dude, Batman is thicker than everybody there. And I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm not talking about thick cheeks right now. I'm talking about his, like, his torso and everything is just ridiculously jacked. It's I like wrote- counterintuitive to fighting. I literally wrote on on my notes, Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill are all triangles in this movie. Like literally, like yeah. whenever it shows Ridiculous. them without their shirts on, they're just a series of triangles stacked yeah. on top of each other. <laughs> like that's they call just, them. It's insane. It does not make sense that they Chris, exist. Chris Evans, like the internet, will refer to him as a Dorito uh, because yeah. of like the proportions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what he looks. That's what they both all. They all look like that. They they literally made them all so big in this that it's. It's gratuitous, to be honest. So <laughs> do we want to do we want to skip over? I mean, so Superman. I guess we could touch on him a little bit. The black suit was awesome. Yeah, uh, I I'm thought... glad they did a black suit. I wish they did a mullet. That would have been sick. <laughs> <laughs> what? Superman, uh, when Superman, Superman comes back to life after death of Superman, he has a full mullet. <laughs> I mean, we're talking fucking we're talking right in, right in the height of the '90s at that point. Yeah, it's glorious. it's glorious. Yeah, yeah I'm good on this. Yeah, dude. So I thought the black great. suit was awesome. I thought the voiceover of the parents was, you know, a little much, but I, I just chalked I it liked up that actually. I thought that that like I love the Jorel and Kevin Costner uh <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Pa Kent. Jorel and Pa Kent 
uh, stuff in these movies. I really like those two as Superman's parents or dads. And I thought it was cool to have their, their, what they say overlaid like that. I thought it was, I really liked that actually. I thought that was a good touch. Um, yeah. I don't know who put Superman's blue suit back in the, uh, <laughs> ship they just created another died. one he, yeah i, I think the machine just is constantly making costumes for him um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i would okay, like to see him want... in the jor-el armor that would have been pretty badass that armor any, was any, so sick in the any uh, notes on that superman um it's just the same thing that they do that i struggle with superman all the time is once you like it's the same thing as the batman thing where it's like well how like can batman stack up but it's like how can anyone stack up? Superman could literally have just beat Steppenwolf single-handedly. He didn't about, need the rest of the Justice League. Yeah, the, about, this movie didn't need to happen. They just needed to wake him up a little quicker. And <laughs> this would have been over. What yeah. about yeah. Superman's entrance compared to the original? What do I you mean? mean? Did you, like, I, I read an article and someone was saying that uh, Superman's entrance was the best part of the film. Uh, where he shows up and... Uh, Catches the know, axe before... The axe doesn't even catch it. He just lets it hit him. And he just says, not impressed. I did not like that at all. I thought that was really fucking dumb. I, I got to be honest with you, man. I, I was happy with everything Superman. I'm like totally contradicting here, but I, I was pretty happy with everything Superman. I Dude, really? I, I, I love Superman for what he is. And that is... Overpowered? Has, yeah, exactly. Like every so often, I just want that itch scratched of a dude that is just ridiculous. Like, I don't want him to build the Great Wall of China with his eyes again. But at the same time, like... I want him for what he is, which is just like absolutely flawless and just ridiculously super powered. And in this one, it was the first time I've ever seen it where I'm like, yeah, that kind of fits with what I thought he was like, like normally like I'm watching Steppenwolf hit him and he's like, you know, like this isn't uh, a direct from the movie example, but like in most films you watch him take hits and I'm like, okay, so if that hit affected him, but then, you know, like a cannon bounced off his chest. Like, how does that make sense? Like, Steppenwolf's punch harder than a tank blasting? Like, what? But then I'm for like, the, in this one, I'm like, nah, he just straight up pancaked that fool. And I was like, yeah, I, I ate the shit up. For the listeners oh. at home, Brian's uh, not, that Brian's, uh, math is not Brian's strong suit. So uh, <laughs> him trying to keep all of these things in his mind, I'm, I'm sure it's a bit so strange. So how fast does the cannonball go? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm an idiot. So anyway, let's keep going. Here. So, um, so with Superman, yeah, like I just, I really enjoyed watching that for a change because you just never see it. I, I watched Thor in his films and I question why one thing affects him and one thing doesn't. And it was finally a film where I was, they just let the Superman be the Superman for, for a scene. And it was like, it was kind of cool to watch him just absolutely thrashing Steppenwolf, who I was starting to question whether, like what his abilities were, like to what extent he could go. Cause it seems like he was just kind of blasting through everything. And then all of a sudden Superman arrives yeah. and I'm like, there we go. Finally. Yeah. I didn't really get Steppenwolf. Like, see, that's, that's the thing. Once you get like these superpowered beings, because they have to give them limitations, but in other scenes, they want to show them as ultra powerful. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is there, but I, um, yeah, I, the Superman stuff, I mean, fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. It just was like, once he showed up, it was like, well, everybody else can go home or sit down and have a yeah. cigarette or whatever. The fuck. I, like, I kind of appreciated that they had to do it in the last scene or two because like it would have cut the film two hours short if he was any earlier in the film. But I, I love okay the scene that. where he gets resurrected and they all have to go toe to toe with him and he's just kind of giving everybody at the same time a run for their money. And I love the scene where he came in and took out Steppenwolf. I was eating it up. Okay. Um, let's talk about things that they improved. 
I think we've talked about every character now. Let's talk about things they improved, and then let's wrap this up. Okay. Well, we got to touch on the epilogue. We have to. That, well, yeah, we're gonna. That's what I'm. I'm gonna. You think the epilogue was an improvement? Because we. Might I, be I think it was just like, or maybe I guess just things that that they we noticed that they changed. Sure. Maybe like major changes. Okay. Um. Let's see. Do do do. Superman fight is about the same, slightly different because there's less dialogue from Superman. He doesn't really talk at all. He doesn't give any explanation. That is interesting. Um, that mother box scene where uh, in the in the 2017 version, it just shows the boom tube open up. Stephen Wolf grabs the box and then he just dips again. And it was like, really? There wasn't even a fight? At least they, I really liked the way that they did this one where Silas Stone sacrifices himself um, to, to give his son a way to track the box. I thought that that was good. Um, I don't know. And what, else, what other changes did you notice, Jeff? Anything big? Um, yeah, I, I noticed that there was one moment that I didn't remember. I think I would have noticed it from the original, but there's a point where Diana and, and uh, Batman are talking, and they're talking about. He's like, "Oh, I found Aquaman," and she's like, "Oh, like tell me about it." And he's like, "Oh, well, he was on land," and she was like, "Oh, he must be a mixed blood then, because Atlanteans can't survive on land." And I was just like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't remember that being part of the mythos. Like that felt like a weird inclusion. Um, I don't know. I don't I think know. If in the in the James Wan version, they said that. Sorry, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Sorry, and in the James Wan version, I think they made it that uh, the royal bloods could breathe oxygen and water. Hmm. Um. So that's like that's why Mira creates the water, like the air pockets for them or whatever. Um. Which whatever. Uh. You want to talk about the epilogue? Um. Talk yeah. about. It. Uh, I thought the epilogue was. I'm like, I I appreciated the epilogue for what it was. It reminded me as if I was like either playing a video game or reading a comic book where it was like you know a teaser for what's coming next. And I thought that would have been a really cool inclusion if this is the film that we got in theaters. Not that I would have wanted to see a four four hour film, but uh, like just to saying like, hey, the story's not over. We're gonna keep going, and this is what you can look forward to. And for the most part, I thought the epilogue was okay. But given the fact that Zack Snyder knew that he more than likely wasn't going to get a next film. The inclusion of the epilogue was like so unnecessary. I think he wanted to give fans something to talk about again. I think because now the hashtag is, is not release the Snyder cut. It's restore the Snyder verse. It's not going to sure. happen. It's I mean, I, that's happen, that's what I put I down was that Snyder's happen. Snyder's just trying to get the internet into funding a second movie, just like they funded the Snyder cut, but I, there's exactly. no way in hell. It's, there's no way it's going to happen. Maybe what they might do is do like an animated version. I could see them doing that and I would be okay with it. You know, if they did like a Snyderverse animated like movie and let him finish out the trilogy, fine. I'll, I'll watch that. But I don't want like a live action, big budget version of this. I think I'm glad that they're moving away from this version of the justice league. And I hope they do something different in the future. Um, the epilogue, uh, we get a different um, scene with, Lex Luthor and Deathstroke where Des Lex Luthor says uh, I want you to take down Bruce Wayne he's Batman and then Deathstroke's like yeah I got him um, we get the another ver or another scene from the, the nightmare world right we get Flash in his time travel armor I guess I don't really get that um, we get Cyborg wearing a blanket for some reason I didn't get that um we get Batman and Joker 
having a conversation, which I didn't just, I thought, you know what I will say, I actually really liked Jared Leto's interpretation of Joker. I think it was an interesting and unique version of that. And I wish that they would have done that in Suicide Squad. But I think that version of the Joker is dead. But I'm glad that he got to at least show yeah. what he wanted to do with the character because I actually liked it. And I think that the, it got really shortchanged in Suicide Squad. And I thought, and it sucks. But I think that um, it was cool to see what he was trying to do with it because I actually really liked that interpretation. I, I, thought it was I liked that. I mean, the dialogue between Batman and the Joker, which is the majority of the epilogue, was the highlight of the epilogue for me. Like I, I liked their conversation. I liked that the Joker's just fearlessly maniacal. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoyed that aspect. And that was like, damn, I want to see the the prologue. The ep- I want to see the more of this story between them. I don't give a damn about Darkseid anymore. Like, show me what happens between these two. I don't know why the fuck Batman would need the Joker for anything. He's like, oh, you need me. I'm like, Joker's just a fucking insane clown. Why does Batman need him for shit? But he's also like a tactical genius and whatever. I mean, that that one seemed to be really influenced by Batman The Last Night on Earth, which was Zach, or Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's uh, final Batman story, which I thought was it was good. Um, that's what it seemed to be. Uh, and, and in that one, Batman is carrying the Joker's head, which for some reason is still alive through a post-apocalyptic wasteland. And they're like and then he turns uh, spoilers for that comic, but he like puts joker's head on a giant robin mech suit and so the joker becomes batman's robin Uh, anyway uh it was it was weird but i loved it um then we get bruce wayne waking up martian manhunter shows up and says thanks for making this team i'm gonna join and then bruce is like uh okay and then it ends why did they like i'm cool i'm glad that we got to see Zack snyder's version of Martian Manhunter, but also like, what a pointless inclusion! What a weird decision to make. I don't get it, but fine, that's fine. Whatever, do it. I don't care. Um, how did you guys feel about Martian Manhunter? Did you feel like that was necessary in any way? I, I feel like if you were going to include him, they should have included him to do more. But right, maybe he w- his original plan was to do that, but it didn't work out. All right, overall, um, it was fine. I don't regret watching it, but I'm. You know, (laughs) I feel like you can gather from what I said, uh, what we've all said, uh, how we feel about it. Um, Real quick, I did want we I did get some responses on Instagram from some people about how they felt about the movie. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time pronouncing this person's name. It's Bondurante Countess de Cristo says that they thought it was a complete letdown. It seems like an unpopular opinion. Uh, all of their friends love it. And then uh, user named xcrooks47 said that they thought it was killer. Do you guys think it was an unpopular opinion that it was a letdown? I think all three of yes. us kind of said that it was... Is it? I mean, Rotten Tomatoes, I have that up actually, uh, has it right now at 74%. It's not verified or certified yet. Um Audience is liking it at 96%, 25,000 ratings. Uh, so 96% would be, if you're saying it's a letdown, it's an unpopular opinion. Sure, whatever. I, I mean, maybe. Everything I was seeing online was people like raving about how it, it shit on Marvel and how it was a way better version. And, and I was just like, 
see, it was better in the sense that I enjoyed the movie more. Right. But and at the same time, sense. I think a lot of the the difficulties and or the shortcomings of it still existed and were actually expanded upon. So, it, yeah, so I, I, I'm not going to say it was a letdown compared to the 2017 version, but I would say it was still a letdown in terms of what I was hoping Justice League would be. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it, too. It still just wasn't the version of Justice League that I would be hoping for. Um, okay, uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Brian. What do you got for recommendations this week? You got anything? Anything you've been watching? Yeah, you've been yeah. So I, this might be addressing a small audience here, but I, I've got um, access to Apple TV. So I, I watched that show C, and I, I've talked about that as a recommendation on a prior podcast. I just put on For All Mankind while I was working. Um, it's an right. astronaut film or uh, TV series, um, basically playing out uh, an alternate universe where the Soviets were the first to the moon. And it's just really cool. It's got the main character from Altered Carbon, um, that big old muscular white dude. He's one of the astronauts. Joel Edgerton. No. Joel Edgerton is the guy from... Joel uh, Schumacher. Whatever. I don't he's, know. He's I a just know it's not Edgerton. filmmaker. He's a director. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So for all mankind, it's it's all about the fallout of the Soviets getting to the moon first, and I, I think it's really well made. I I, I find it entertaining. Um, I'm a big space guy, um, so like I I'm um, really enjoying it. They do a really good job of addressing what it was like for women at that time. Um, it was like a woman in an interview, and the guy's asking her like, "If I hire you, you're not going to go, you know, start a family now, are you?" You know, and it's like, "Wow, that was highly offensive." But at that time. You have to see her just like taking it on the chin and then you see her like talking to other women and just like, you know, having her moment of like, God, men suck sometimes. And like, and then you see other women like in a a position of empowerment because spoiler, you know, the Soviets put a woman on the moon and all of a sudden the Americans are reacting to that. And it's it's also a, um, a big commentary on the American ego, I think, where we lose the race to the moon and it just sets off this like continuation of the race the race doesn't just end at that point because americans are like nope we have to be first and so all of a sudden they're just trying to like do bigger and do better and that's like the whole premise and it's just i find it really entertaining and really well made for a a movie in a you know like addressing an alternate timeline kind of like um you know i don't know i guess uh what's his face the guy we don't really like tarantino plays with alternate alternate events for historical stuff um i think hunters hunters kind of does that a little bit you compared where, it to the man in the high castle man in the high castle is is totally the vibe i got yeah hunters where they're like hunting down nazis in america you know and it's kind of just plays with this concept of the nazis being in america you know and kind of ingraining mm-hmm. their their beliefs into our system i i find a lot of that stuff to be fascinating kind of like experimenting with what could have been different kind of stuff and uh sure. this one does a lot of the same so if you like those you'll like this that's my recommendation right. for this week. What do you got, Jeff? Uh, I got three. Uh, the big one, which is a no-brainer, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm not gonna even gonna touch on it. Just go fucking watch it. Uh, if you're avoiding it for whatever reason, go watch it. It's great, and we're gonna be covering it as we move forward. Um, okay. So I watched CW. I watched the CW new CW show Superman and Lois. Uh, it's free if you guys can just download the CW app. You can watch it. They have four episodes out right now. Concept is Superman 
uh, and Lois are married and have been for you know some like you know, over a decade. They've got two teenage sons, twins, named John and uh, Jordan. Which I was annoyed that they didn't go with like John and Connor or something like that. One of them more established, but at least they got Jonathan right. Anyway, um, the concept is that Superman is has not told his two 14 year old sons that he is Superman. They don't know. They just think that he's a reporter that's constantly gone. Um, and he basically decided that if they develop powers, then he would tell them and they have yet to develop powers. And he's afraid that one of his sons, who's more athletically gifted, might have developed powers while the other one might not have. And so now he's determined more than ever not to reveal the secret because he doesn't want to feed. He doesn't want his other son to feel alienated by being the only one in the family without powers. And it's pretty damn good. Uh, I've only watched the first episode. It's like an hour long. Um, but the acting was great. When I first saw the actor that they chose for Superman, they, he aired on Supergirl season two. Right. Um, I was not impressed. But this one, he actually you know beefed up. And uh, I actually liked him a lot more in this one. Um, but yeah, that'd be my recommendation. Go watch it. And then as far as comics go, uh, I'm reading the newest Avengers run. Uh, right now, the Avengers has a, a event going on where basically the Phoenix Force has returned to Earth. And all of Earth's mightiest are involved in a fighting tournament to determine who is going to receive the Phoenix Force at the end. And uh, it, it's been going on since Avengers issue number 40 uh, was the first fight between Captain America and Doctor Doom. And uh, right now they're on issue 44 where they're down to the final six competitors. I'm not going to reveal who they are. I'm just recommending that you guys read it. And if you're looking for this specific storyline, uh, start at issue Avengers 40 or 39 for the full backstory. Tyler? Interesting. I'm going to be honest. I have not been doing shit lately. Um, I read some comics. I read... Uh the book of chaos which is pretty good i read a book called uh um blood feud by colin bunn which i didn't like very much but i read all, the whole first volume is fine um that's pretty much it i watched falcon and the winter soldier also but i think we're probably gonna have to save that for another episode because i have other shit to do today and we've been recording for an hour and a half so um I'm going to go ahead and say that those are my recommendations and I'm going to wrap it up. Any final thoughts, you guys? What is the call to, what's our call to action this week? Oh, I deleted our Twitter, by the way. So follow <laughs> us at Clever Kids Pod on uh, Instagram and reach out to us at Clever Kids Podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. What do we want people to say? What, did you think the Snyder Cut was all that or a pile of crap? Are we rhyming? I don't know. <laughs> anyone, <laughs> anyone got other thoughts there? Yeah. What were your takes? What were your thoughts? Did you think it was good or bad? Was it better than the 2017 version? And was it better than, or did it stack up to any of the Marvel films, especially those superhero team up ones, such as Avengers or even civil war? Um, how did, how did it do? Sure. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah. Do you think this real quick? One final thought, guys. Do you, initially, they were saying that this was going to be released in four parts as like a mini series. Do you think it would have been better that way? I kind of feel like I would have liked it better that way. If it was in a more digestible platform, I definitely think that it would have been in a more, format. You mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it would have been more um, easy. Like it'd be like I 
and, and the concepts of like revisiting this film in the future it's going to be difficult for me to be like yeah i'm going to sit down for four hours like i fell asleep halfway through this film and i paused it and took a quick nap and watched the rest of it i had just done some pretty long drives so i'm not quite like brian where i just, just fall asleep in movie theaters but i've just been bagging on brian i got to say something positive about him on a future podcast anyway <laughs> we um, have to do like a a bit at the a, end where we're like all right each one of us has to compliment another one of us <laughs> one of the other three um yeah i don't know i think that that would have been interesting if they had done that but i don't know that it would have saved the film for me um anyway get in touch with us also, recommend us to a friend. If you guys like what we have to say or you think uh, that we're interesting or whatever, um, just tell – even if you don't like it, just tell someone else to listen. If you don't like it, just force someone else to listen to it or tell them that it's great and then make them listen to us, okay? Just just do that. Um, we'd really appreciate it. And, yeah, if more people get in touch with us, uh, we'll continue. Maybe we'll add a section at the end of the podcast about you know reading out letters and responding to – uh, thoughts and questions that people might have so get in touch with us and let us know what you think about these things um and uh or anything else or random topics that you'd like us to talk about i don't know what we're going to talk about next week guys um but we'll uh, figure it out yeah all right well thanks thanks Bye, for listening